Heating Up the UK is part of the Big Heads Media Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as at the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. And uh, before we get stuck into today's episode, I just want to thank everybody for the continued support for this podcast in particular. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed last uh, episode we put out with uh, the one and only Mo Mouncey and um, the uh, uh, fantastic NBA in the UK community contributor, Rich Barrett. That episode was really, really fun. I really appreciate um, both of you coming on for that. And um, thank you uh, for all the listeners that are continuing to enjoy it because listen um, count is going up. Um, that's not the reason why I do this. I do this to, to talk NBA and, and enjoy the interaction. But it's great to see that the numbers are going in the right direction. It means that people are enjoying it. So uh, thank you for that. Um, if you want to catch any of the old episodes, they are there on all podcast platforms so uh, please listen enjoy and subscribe to that um also thank you uh, please continue to uh, to uh, get involved with the website as well um a lot, always uh, enjoy hearing the feedback and things to my blog posts and stuff so that is uh miamiheatsuk.com please go and check that out if you haven't done so already and um as you all know i'm most responsive uh, responsive on twitter um, which is, as you all know, at the Miami Heat UK. Same on Instagram, same on Facebook if you want to follow us on there. Um, I'm not as, as responsive on there, but um, I'm trying to grow that. And if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, please feel free to do so with that as well. I've got an episode coming up of One Word Answers uh, this week. Should be dropping on uh, Friday, hopefully. That's with uh, the Sacramento Kings UK page. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel um, because uh, that was a really fun episode as well. Sorry, there's been a, a bit of a gap between the last one of that um and finally before i come on to the episode the latest thing coming out of my account is our first uh range of merch uh tees and hoodies that i've dropped so if you want to have a look at that it's miami heats related but with a vice twist i'm an absolute sucker for vice merch um so i've had some great designs put together um, by two very talented guys uh, and they've given me some good, good some good uh, tees and uh, and some hoodie designs for that so if you want to have a look at that that is available at uh, a twitter handle uh, at vice fits and uh, big big thanks to everyone that has already supported it i've got a couple of sales already out of it it's not going to make me rich by any means but um, it's good that any profits that come out of that will just go straight back into the development of things to do with this account so uh, website costs and you know upgrading mics and things like that so just really really thanks to everybody for continuing to support everything that i'm doing okay that's the housekeeping out of the way i'm now very happy to be joined um, by another influential member of the nba in the uk community and that's liam liam horsley liam thanks for uh, being uh, very patient along with all that rubbish um hey <laughs> no worries mate you okay yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Good. Thanks um, very much before, for having me on. 
not at all, not at all. I'm I, I'm afraid that you will be coming on at um, probably the worst time because this is Miami's <laughs> biggest slump of the season. So uh, not in the best of moods, but we'll come into all of that in a minute. I'm really looking forward to hearing your takes on some of the uh, heat stuff that we've got lined up here. But before we do, there has been um, a bit of intrigue, I'd say. Um, if you, I mean, in preparation for this pod, obviously I was loving to look through your uh, your Twitter account. And uh, you will see that there's plenty of Leeds United uh, stuff on there. So yep. obviously you're a Leeds fan. There is plenty of Kansas City Chiefs stuff on there. So I'm guessing you're a you're a, you're a Chiefs NFL fan. Yeah, I am a Chiefs fan. Yeah, big Chiefs yeah. fan. Good. Well, congratulations on the uh, Super Bowl win. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was quite a bit of NBA stuff, but not necessarily directed at one team. Now, when we've got our own for people that don't know that we've got our own um a, a group chat on twitter which includes all the um uh uk accounts they're all on there and some of the contributors as well of which you're a part uh, a part of and uh, i know it's been put over to you a couple of times of who's your team liam and it was not answered and i know that i've in preparation for this pod in the last week have also asked a couple of times and it was only today literally a matter of hours ago that i finally found out who your team is so without further ado, mate, here's the big reveal. Please tell us who your team is and most importantly, how you got to follow this team. So, yeah, I, uh, I follow the Mavs. So, the yeah, Mavs? Dallas Mavericks, yeah, Luka Doncic, yeah, that's my wow. team. So, yeah, the, the only reason why it's always been asked is, um, so originally I didn't never really had a team. I, I supported the Knicks as a kid just because my dad did okay. um, uh, as a child, yeah. Um, and then Carmelo Anthony as well from college, Syracuse, that was my college team. All right. So obviously then he went to the Knicks. So it's more following the teams. Yep. Um, and then it just, yeah, it's just funny enough that I ended up, we lived in Madrid when I was younger. So I was a Madrid fan who Luka Doncic oh. played for. Oh, wow. And then that's how the links come across. So yeah, more followed him rather than followed the Mavs for years. That's probably okay. why I okay. delayed in answering before. <laughs> no, well, that's, um, that's a very, that's a very valid reason. And uh, yeah, that's great. That's great to see. Um, that you're following more a player rather than anything else and there's a background to it so and you're not actually the only one i've spoke to a few fans who uh who not necessarily follow any particular team just just love the sport and enjoy just watching it so uh, yeah you're not alone on that front but yeah good to see another western coast team uh followed um so yeah we'll, we'll come on to that because this is good timing because our next game is against the mavs on uh, uh, tomorrow night so we'll yep. come on to that we'll get uh, we'll have a little preview of that matchup um, but before we do that, we've got um, we've got a lot to talk about in terms of uh, what's happening at the moment in Miami, because, um, yeah, it's fair to say that this is at the moment our biggest slump of the season. I'll refrain from saying rock bottom and things like this, like I've seen a lot of it because, uh, on Twitter, because the usual meltdown as it as, as, uh, has happened now that, you know, this team that has been so good for so long. Um, it wasn't only really until the other week that we actually finally lost two consecutive games, which I think we was the only team to do that. And now we have hit a bad run and it is concerning. But um, yeah, we want to see really why this has happened. Now, when you go back to early in the season, like the first up to Christmas, we'll say um, the heat started so fast. We started, I think, 24 and eight. We came out the blocks running, really racing. And uh, and since then, since New Year, We've been a 0.500 team. So really, it's been great that we have got those early wins because without them, 
we might be sort of looking over our shoulder at the um you know some of the uh, the, the lower seeding uh, playoff spots but we are a playoff lock there's no doubt about that the target obviously is to try and get that top four seed i think it's important to try and get that but um there's no doubt about it that something is sort of something's not right at the moment we've uh we're losing to bad teams. And when you go back to the beginning of the season, that just simply wasn't the case. Not only was we beating the bad teams, we were beating them up. You know, they weren't even close games. We were just, we was taking a lead. We was getting a commanding lead. And then we just continued to roll it over. So it's now becoming a bit of an issue because the last four games, we're going, we're one and three. And that's the Cavs twice, the Hawks and the Timberwolves. Um, so it's concerning because especially when you look at last night's game, um, we give up 126 points to the Timberwolves, who are second from bottom in the West. Without um, Cat as well. Without Carl uh, Anthony Towns as well. Uh, at home, where Miami are a fantastic home team, giving up a large lead with just a few minutes to go. And this was on the back of the Cavs defeat, where we was up 19 going into the final quarter. Um, and uh, again, just down the stretch, just couldn't hold on to anything, just just lost our legs. So I'll ask you, before I go into some of the more specifics of why I believe this is happening, do you have any sort of, is, is it too, is it easy to just say, oh, you know, it's a long season and these sort of blips happen? Or have you noticed, is there a fundamental reason why you believe this might be happening? So I do agree that it's a long season. We all know how long the NBA is. So every yeah. team will go through a blip. But I personally think it's more because of the uh, age of the roster. So everyone goes on about the standard rookie slump. Uh, you yeah. hear it every year, every rookie slump. And obviously some of your better players are rookies. Yeah. So I think that's been a key factor because it's normally around Christmas time that you get these slumps and the younger players start to uh, creep up with the amount of games time they've had in comparison to college. Yeah. And obviously with like none, uh, Tyler Hero, Derek Jones, people like that. You haven't got people that are as experienced as the likes of Jimmy Butler. So I think it's more on Jimmy Butler to carry the team. I think that's yeah. been a big part yeah. Yeah, of that, why that, he struggled. Yeah, that is true. And uh, Jimmy's been missing the last few games. He came back last night. Um, he's been missing a few games. And, and we definitely do miss that that level head down the clutch, that, you know, that, that presence of that aura to just sort of calm things down. Now, I know... Last night ended in defeat, and I'll come on to some other things that I've got some issues with with that as well down the clutch. But yeah. there has been so many times during this season where we've been on the receiving end of that, and that's been down to Jimmy's experience and the calming influence that he's had. He knows that this team is on his shoulders, yeah. and you're absolutely right. If you take him out of it, um, we've got very little veteran presence there to try and see these guys through. We're yeah, really it's a very, very young team. It's a very young team and we're, we're relying on people like Goran Dragic who hasn't been brilliant down the stretch. He's been great in general, but we, we, he's, not really a, he's not a closer. He never really has been a closer. No, um, he's not a number and, one option, is he, like Jimmy Butler? Is, exactly. And you take Jimmy out, really, all that's left now is Dragic because, um, you know, players like Iguodala and Crowder are, are more there for the defensive capabilities, but not on the offence. And then the other offensive gems we've got, as you just said, are, are rookies. They're young players. So, yeah, that, that, is a, that is a very good point. So, I mean, what, um, what, what's concerning me a little bit at the moment um, is the fact that we, we bought in on trade deadline to very experienced and defend, good elite defensive wings in Crowder and Iguodala. And um, Crowder started off brilliantly, and he has been he has been good. Is that you know I think he's been better than what a lot of people expected. Um, 
he's regressed a little bit, but I think that was ex- that was expected because of how well he started. Iguodala, um, at the moment, I know it's early days, but it's really not working. Is is again? I know he's. I, I appreciate he's not been on court for a large chunk. We haven't seen him play competitive basketball since June last year, and he's feeling his way in. Do you again? Do you think that that is acceptable? Are we just saying okay, like let's give him time to bed in, or do you think that we're never going to see the you know he's 36 years old now. We're never going to see that sort of player that we saw when he was in um, Golden State. Uh, I think it's a bit of both. So I think he's clearly not playing to his potential because obviously, like you said, he hasn't played since June. Yeah. And even in the playoffs last year, he had two or three niggling injuries. He was game time decisions on two of the last four Warriors games. So it's yeah. not exactly he's been healthy either in the last year. But I do think that uh, he's just going to take time to bed in. But unfortunately, you can see that he's lost a step. So when yeah. he's guarding some of the quicker wings or when he's getting switched onto guards, you can just see it's not quite the same player. Whether that comes back as he gains fitness, you don't know. But at the moment, even after watching the highlights from last night's game, you can just see every time he gets switched on, it's just he's not the same player. He can guard bigs, but switching on to small guys, he's just not got the pace. Yeah, yeah, de- um, definitely. But I think he's a good addition. I think the problem was paying him so much money <laughs> afterwards. Well, yep. Yeah. You, you 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 took the words out of my mouth because I, I I'm a I'm a big fan of Iggy and I do think that he helps us and I think that I I when you know if anybody listened to the last episode I came out of that happy with that trade as most of the Heat fandom did you know we got rid of three players really that weren't playing we had Justice Winslow who was injured you know as much as the fans like him he was injured and you know yeah. he wasn't contributing and we had um James Johnson that wasn't playing but made his way sort of into the rotation but wasn't playing any real con- uh, contributed minutes and then Dion Waiters who wasn't playing at all so we managed yeah. to flip all of that and a lot of bad money into two players that can make a difference now and the idea was to help us push on on a defensive level now at the moment, you look at the defensive points that we're giving up and it's regressed. It's it's looking a little bit frightening. But you took the words out of my mouth there. That at the moment with Iguodala, I, I mean, Crowder's been fine. I've got no problem with him. As I said, started off on fire and, uh, you know, as you'd expect, has started to regress. But I'm more than happy with his contributions. But yeah, Iggy, I know it is early days, but immediately you start to look at that contract. Now, we've paid him £30 million for, for for two years and then obviously there's a team watching on the third year, which, you know, that's the ball in our court. But yeah, already, as you said, that's that's maybe starting to look a little bit iffy. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You can tell it's a win now move. They know this is the time of Jimmy Butler's contract. They need to win. So they've almost just paid him extra to just get that trade over the line. Yeah. Because you could yeah. tell that if, if he didn't want to get traded somewhere, he would have just retired and just made you eat the dead money. So he obviously wanted to get the deal as part of the trade. Yeah. So that's the only worry. But like you said, you were 14th in defensive rating. I think you've gone down in the last game since he's been in the team. Yeah, which is strange. And, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, the, the schedule does soften. Um, you know, <laughs> I could, could have said that four games ago and we've gone one and three <laughs> since. So, but you'd like to think that we will work things out. You'd like to think yeah. that he picks up a step and he gets a bit, you know, a bit sharper and um, that things start to go uh, a bit better because I, I can't see it being this bad. But certainly at the moment, um, yeah, if, uh, it's not really working out with Iguodala. Um, I think it takes time as well, though, to get into the rotation. That's key. Yeah. Like and, you said, Butler's missed time as well, and he's he's probably, prior to this, your best defender. Yes, absolutely. So, so to work those three in the rotation at the same time, I think that's going to be the key. And also, it's almost a playoff, it's a playoff move, isn't it? I know regular yeah. season matters, but as long as you don't fall to the five, six seed, it's almost yes. like, right, 
he's experienced in the playoffs. He's an MVP in the playoffs. This that's what we've got him for. This is it. And that's exactly what Riley said, to be fair. He said, you know, they said that we needed that playoff experience. You know, Miami Heat have played one playoff series in the last four years, um, yeah. only, win, only winning one game in the last four years. So we, and we, as we've already addressed, we, we've got a lot of young players, a lot, a lot of rookies who have done brilliantly. But the, the playoffs are a different kettle of fish. And you know, this is where, yeah, you know, we, we would like to call on that experience. So, yeah, let, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um but, you know, it, it is a bit concerning, as we've just stressed, because the defence hasn't been good. Um, and at the moment, Spo is struggling because during these bad runs, we're, we're switching on every offensive um, position. We're putting out the offensive guys. So we're having, you know, Robinson, um, uh, Nunn and Dragic. And then as soon as we go defensive, out they come. In comes Crowder. Um, Butler and um, and uh, Iguodala. So it seems like that there isn't enough or sort of two-way players at the moment. And um, when things are not going good, that's a bit of a concern because you need players to be able to work at both ends. And uh, that that's become a bit of a, a bit of a thing, I think, over this stretch that we're we're, we're struggling because we leave out here players like Robinson and they just target him. You know, he's a weapon going forward, but the players just target him because he's not the best defensively. He gets he gets into silly fouls and um, you, you can see that teams are starting to target that. So it's become a bit of an issue that Spoh's scratching his head thinking, I don't really know how else to play this. Yeah, he can't get his rotations right. That's the problem. Yeah, that's and right. You've got, and when you've got Crowd and Iguodala, supposed to be good defenders, which, which they can be. The problem is they're both streaky from three. And you know yep. what, this league like it's a three-point league now so if they're not on on a night any given night they're not going to score enough points for you to leave them out there for big stretches yeah yeah that's, so that's right where, that's where he's just constantly caught in two minds i think especially down the stretch yeah well this is it and down the stretch was actually going to be my next thing because this has been the biggest um uh, slump that's happened the reason why these defeats have come and there's something you know they've been tight games it's because down the stretch we have been appalling and the reason being is because all right we've had a couple of games without jimmy butler um which, you know, you take Jimmy out of this team and, you know, he's supposed to be our closer. And at the moment, my only concern, I mean, Jimmy's been brilliant and I'm never going to bag on him. But at the moment, there is nothing, there is a non-existent um, mid-range there. The three-point shot has gone. He's shooting something like 20-something percent from three. Um that wasn't happening last year with Philly. He was the ball was in his hands to to get those buckets. So at the moment he's relying on driving to the basket, trying to gain uh, get some contact and get to the free line, uh, free throw line. So whereas that's been you know successful to an extent so far this season, it's it, you can't rely on that to win you games. And that was exactly what what happened last night. We had we had to get up the um, we couldn't make a stop towards the end. We had to get up. The, uh, the 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 call with six seven seconds to go. The ball was in Jimmy's hands. He drives to the basket because he doesn't have confidence in his shot. Um, there the three players go up with him. There's no contact. They get the block, and now suddenly there's a second to go, and um, and we're out the game. So um, that that is that that's been a concern for me. Now you again you, you the problem is is whilst Jimmy is in that sort of closing slump, where else does the ball go? Because you take Jimmy out. You take Bam Adebayo out, they're our two best players by a mile, and then there's a very, very long distance between the third best player, which in my opinion you would probably say is Goran Dragic. Now, I mean, 
what I love about the Miami Heat is we are a deep team. We, we've got when you look at like the ninth and tenth and eleventh guy comes in and they're bringing you're bringing in players like Derek Jones Jr. and and Iguodala and Crowder and and um, Kelly Olynyk. They're they're at the bottom end of our rotation yet they can all come in and still do a job. Yet coming down the stretch, Jimmy Butler, who's in a slump in down the stretch at the moment, is our only option. You know, this is where the defeats are racking up. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think that? Do you see any any inkling of anyone else maybe taking on that mantle? Yeah, I agree that you're struggling with another option in the closing. That's the problem. That's again the issue of having such a young team. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do think that you could use Gordon Dragic more down the stretch because he's a very good pick and roll player. Yeah. And and that problem when I when I watched the highlights from yesterday's game, the amount of pick and rolls that you're doing in the in the fourth quarter as opposed to like second and third it's like non-existent exactly it's almost like get the ball to jimmy and we'll just try and make him put up a fourth shot and if he's he's going to be double teamed that's the problem yeah because i read that um in the the last three losses you're shooting like nine from 32 from the field in the fourth quarter yeah that's it, like it, and one from 11 on threes like it's a, like i said earlier it's a three-point game whoever you play they're just going to catch up by shooting threes if you've not got someone who can drill a three in the corner in, cl- in clutch that's 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 going to be a struggle Yep, I completely agree. And, and, you know, it's like this has been the big thing that no one can really put their finger on because whereas at the beginning of the season, um, you know, there was just the the confidence was there throughout. The ball ball movement was great. We played from start to finish with with no fear. And now suddenly, uh, I know, you know, the NBA, what one of the things I love most about it is is it's a sport where it's, it's a game of runs. Um, and you know you, you've only really got to get that little bit of momentum, and suddenly you're you're in it. Um, yeah. But you know we, we're the difference at the moment, especially since the return, um, since coming back from All Star, is we seem to be freezing in the fourth, and the, the ball movement is gone. The pick and roll isn't there, as you've just said, and it's like it's give the ball to Jimmy, and we're just going to stand there and see what happens. You know, Bam, as much as I love him, you know, probably my favourite player, is not showing that aggression in the fourth quarter. He's, he's just like, he's standing still. Um, yeah. You know, Duncan Robinson, he always starts off absolutely on fire. You know, he went five from five last night to start the game and then didn't make another one. I think he went like naught for eight in in like the, the, his last eight shots. So it's just this weird freezing, um, you know, in the moment thing that's then it's cost us. It's cost us at least two or three Ws. So it is a bit of a concern. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you look, and like you said earlier, you don't want to bag on Jimmy Butler because he's by far your best player and he's a top ten player in the East at least. Yeah. But if you look at what happened in Philly, he's he was optioned probably three or four. Yeah. And when he wants to turn it on, he could turn it on. In Miami, he's option one, similar to Minnesota. Yeah. If he doesn't have trust in the people he's playing with, he's going to take every shot and they're going to get difficult shots. If everyone knows you're the man taking the shot on the fourth, it's going to be a difficult shot. That's the problem. He needs to find trust in the people around him. Yeah. Absolutely. I noticed last night as well that Tyler didn't play. I think no, that's another well, key. He, well, he's my favourite player for you guys that's not named Jimmy Butler. I think he's such yeah. a good scorer. Yeah. Well, this is, this is another thing. And that was actually, again, the next thing I was going to mention is, you know, Tyler Harrow has been out. He's been out for a while now. I think he's missed about eight, nine games. Yeah, and, it's an um, ankle, isn't it? An ankle. Now that apparently, you know, the the ankle, the, the boot that he was wearing, the protective boot, is now off. So that's a good sign. Um, so we might see him maybe maybe another week or so. We might start seeing him back um, in, in getting some action. But that is absolutely spot on. When that's a really good thing to highlight is that Tyler Harrow has actually been a good fourth option for us. He's actually been gaining the nickname of Mr. Fourth Quarter because yeah. he's just got he's just got massive balls. You know, he, yeah. 
he, he, I mean, you look at that game against uh, uh, Philly a, a few good few weeks back now. But you know, we was we got a steal and we we need we could he could have just drove to the basket and took took the two points to even the game. But he pulled up with six seconds to go, and and now the transition running um, pull up free to put us yeah, in the lead. He's, he's, He's a true shooter. He doesn't care where the shot is. He's going to yeah. take it. And that, that's that's one of the great things about these young players is that they don't they they show no fear. They've got that confidence. So that is definitely definitely something that we have missed. And also just to to, to coincide with that, um, a big miss has been Myers Leonard. He's been out for a similar amount of time. Same sort of injury. And again, hopefully, is going to be coming back soon. But Myers Leonard, I mean, you know, you know. It's sort of shown just how important he is because he's not one of those players that's ever going to light up the box score, but he's a fantastic. Um, he works brilliantly alongside Bam. He can space the floor because he can shoot the free really well. He sets screens really well. He's a great screen setter, um, and he causes problems. And it, one of the most important things is his communication. He never stops talking, um, and I think that the Heat have missed that. I think that they 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 really you know his energy. You know, it's sometimes he only plays for 15 minutes a game, but that can be enough to get us started. So um, that's been another big miss. So, you know, there, there's reasons for it. I, I get it. And, um, you know, I, I try not to get into much of a panic when you look at what, you know, the, the heat started, how well they started. One of the main things to always try and remember is, um, and I try and tell myself this, myself this as well, is don't get over over the top when you when things are going really well when you're on fire, and likewise don't go overreactive when things lose. And I think sometimes that's got to be reminded to a hell of a lot of people because you know it's it's a bad slump, but it's not a crisis. Let's have it right. We're we're a playing lock. It would be a big shame if we don't hit a, a top four seed, which would get us home advantage at this stage, considering the seed, the, seed and we, uh, the, the start we got off to. But, you know, we will work it out. The Miami Heat will work this out. Spo is one of the best you would want in this position to try and get this sorted. And and the players know, you know, they know it's it, it's a collective effort. We'll work it out. The, 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 the schedule continues to remain soft for the, for the foreseeable future. Um so, you know, it's just it's a, it's a, a try and hold off with a panic. And, uh, yeah, I think it, it, it may be a little bit easy to say it's a long season and the blips happen, but it's just one of those things that to, to just work your way through it. And I've got complete faith in the organisation to do that. I would say you have got a good good run of uh, fixtures coming up soon. After the Bucks game, you're talking like Magic, Pelicans, Wizards, Hornets, Knicks, Bulls. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a good run of fixture to find your yeah. rotation. I think that from I haven't looked for about a week and obviously the run that we just taken off um, will will have effects of this. But I think we had something like the fourth or fifth um, easiest running between now and the end of the season. So um, and, you know, we are notoriously a good um, team after all star break. Now, obviously, that's not going to form at the moment. (laughs) But um, but yeah, that's um, that uh, it's just a it's a calm your shit moment especially when you see some of the meltdowns on twitter is it is a little bit silly and you know that's what twitter's for them well exactly i mean the the people people say like a hot take and then just come out with utter garbage you know with you know just calling out literally everybody there's nobody safe and the players like i see jimmy butler getting slander i see bam getting slander you just think you know what are you doing i mean one other thing um, i will say about jimmy butler is he's just missed a few games and it was due to personal reasons. And those personal reasons have not got out. Uh, apart from the organisation that obviously know about it, nobody else knows. The media don't know. The fans don't know. And there's people losing their shit about it. 
saying, well, we, you know, we deserve to know why he wasn't there. You know, I'm a season ticket holder. I deserve to know why he wasn't there. Like, th- if this is personal reasons, yeah, then you've got yeah, to... Yeah, he's a human pre- being, not exactly. just a basketball player. You, you've got to understand that, that he's not going to miss games because he's, you know, something willy-nilly. If it's something bad has obviously happened or something bad is, is something, he's obviously going through something. Whatever that may be, he's, he came back last night and from all accounts, in the locker room afterwards, he was down. He was wasn't really addressing the media. He was just checking his phone, etc. So there's obviously something going on. Okay, now why is it that people are, are not accepting that? You know, for, to say to say to somebody, I'm a season ticket holder. I pay my money. I deserve to know why he's not there. Well, first of all, the 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 three games that uh, the three games he missed, two of them were away. One of them was at home against the Cavs, which was the Dwayne Wade retirement jersey um, uh, night. So did you not get value for money in that one game? <laughs> it's just horrendous, you know, to, to think that yeah, people, people just don't understand, do they? People deserve an explanation like it matters. You know, if, if there's an injury, then fine. You want to know about it because as fans, we care. We want to know why and how long and what's happened. And is this going to be something that's interfering with the season? But if it's a personal reason, just fucking accept it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. It's strange as well in the salary cap sport because... You're not even paying their wages technically. It's driven by TV money. So it's like, oh, you just you've got a season ticket. But what does that mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. mean anything for Jimmy Butler. Uh-huh. And especially for him, he's one of the most dedicated players you're gonna get. He's known in the NBA as a dog. Like he works hard. He cares about winning. Like he's not just a player who's gonna miss a game for no reason. Exactly, exactly. And even today, just before we came on, I saw a tweet um, with a quote from him saying something like, you know, I know that this is on me. I know that, um, you know, the team relies on me. I'm the leader. Um, I've got to figure out how to get this shit right. I haven't done so for a while. Leave it with me type thing. So, again, no matter what he's going through, he he recognises that at the moment the team are in a slump and it's on his shoulders to put it out. So just just leave the guy alone to work it out. It's just, don't get me wrong. I love Twitter. I love the interaction. But my God, there are some morons on that uh, on that bloody app. Yeah, there are. Yeah. As a Leeds fan, I could definitely vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's just people expect perfection and anything other than that. And it's just unacceptable, which is just not how sport works, unfortunately. No. And they never know the true reasons why something's happening. Just jump to yeah. whatever conclusion that suits their their yeah. uh, their bias. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, anyway, before we come on to a little bit of a Mavs preview, um, one other little thing that seems a bit weird with the heat at the moment is, and we can say this about a couple of teams, is the vast difference between how good we are at home and how bad we are away. Now, the Heat are 20, 23 and 4 at home at the moment, and last night's loss is obviously probably the worst of them. Um, and we're 13 and 18 away. Now, we're the only, um, apart from some of the lower teams and apart from the 76ers, who have got even a worse record than that. They've got the best record at home um, in the whole NBA, NBA, I believe, but a horrific record away from home. Um, yeah, they've only won nine away, I think. Yeah, not, I think they're 9-20 or 9-22, and 22, something mad like that. And yet they've got the best record by far. I think they've only lost twice at home. Now, what what, what do you put your finger on of that? Again, because I, I look at the, like, there's a couple of teams, because the East isn't particularly great, you know, in terms of, um, you know, standard. You've got your top six, then there's a big gap. So you can see some other teams down in the lower end of the playoffs that have got a similar record. But you look at, for example, the West and apart from the Grizzlies who are in the eighth seed, um, every other team has got a winning uh, away record. Um, so what what do you make of what do you, what do you put that down to? Is it again just one of those things, or you know, is it is it is it in the head? 
What, what, what do you make of things like such vast different records home and away? Well, I think for Eastern teams, it is because of the strength of the West. The West is so much stronger. But the East teams go on road trips. They're not going to win many games away from home. Yeah. I think that's a big issue for teams in the East. And they can beat up on each other as well. Like You see like the top four teams in the East. They can beat each other home and away. They're very close, very tight, tight part of the table. Yeah. So I think that's a big problem. And like I said, I think the, the pure strength and the top heavy teams with like Lakers, Nuggets, Bucks, they're not going to lose many home games. <laughs> so yes. that, so when you go on a road trip, vice versa, to East or West, and you're playing those teams, you, teams just lose. Like that's just, yeah. that's just unfortunate way it is. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. Fair enough. It is difficult. Always difficult to go out west. It's, I mean, it's just brutal. It's just brutal. I mean, we just came off just before. Um, so just before All Star, yeah, I think just before All Star, where we had a you know five five game road trip out there, and the only game we took was uh, was the Warriors, which are who have the worst record in the NBA. So it's just, uh, and we were at that point, we were a good team, you know. I know we've we've had continued to slump since, but you know we're we're not a walkover for anybody. It just couldn't work it out. Just couldn't work it out. It's just too tough. Yeah, I think well, I think you just see that some of the West teams obviously they lose games away from home as well, but they're losing to teams from the West. Yes. And when they play an Eastern team and they're the home team, nine out of ten times, like they're going to win, especially the top six from the Jazz upwards, like they're going to win their home games against the East. So I think the East team just have a disadvantage in terms of that. And I think it's just because of quality of how good they are. I think the West is so much better than the East in terms of yeah. star quality, at least, that yeah. when it comes to that clutch, the amount of players in the West that are going to win you a game compared to the East is, yeah. I think it's quite a stark difference. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. To be honest, it could yeah, it's just as simple as that, I suppose. So uh, yeah, no, um, interesting. Right now, um, let's come on to to the Mavs game. Um, I'm actually, I, I'm going to go as far as saying this is now going to be the most intriguing game for me because um, of the season so far. Because the Miami Heat are at the moment, I'm not going to say rock bottom, as I said, like a lot of accounts are, but this is our, without doubt, our biggest slump of the season. To go one yep. and three against the Cavs, the Hawks, the Cavs again, and the Timberwolves is pretty, is pathetic. You know, they're, they're teams that are massive losing records, nothing to play for, and we've gone one and three. Um, the Heat, historically, as we've just covered, are still a good team at home. Now, so it's going to be really, really intriguing to see now how we bounce back because another loss, and then we're going back to back. We've then got the Nets the following day. Um, which could then easily be on a back-to-back, second night of a back-to-back, yet another loss. So, and then we could we could really be in crisis. You know, it will just it will kick off. I might have to even deactivate. So, um, so a really interesting um matchup coming up. What can we expect? Are we going to see a close game here? Uh, yeah, I think you're going to see a close game. The the bad thing for the Heat side is obviously the Mavs for one team. They're actually way better on the road than they are at home. So we're twenty. Yeah, so twenty nine on the on the road, Fuck. as opposed to yeah, as opposed to nearly five hundred at home. Oh wow, yeah, actually I did see that. I did see that. I didn't really register, but I thought, wow, Mavs are a, a real good road team. Yeah, so yeah, wow. I think they're the yeah. thir- I think they've got the third best record on the road, and like you've got the third best record in the home teams now. So I think it's a, it's a very close matchup. Mm, yeah, this is what I mean. I mean, this is why I think this is going to be such an intriguing game because. I mean, we, we need to bounce back. We need to show our reaction. Um, and yet here we come up against not only a very good team anyway, with some, you know, elite players, but one of one who's got a, one of the most exceptional away records. So, yeah, really, really um, intriguing game. Now, um, how's things looking? I haven't even looked. Are you at full health? Is there anyone out? 
Any, any nugget you can give me? <laughs> yeah, no, there's similar to you guys in terms of injuries. There's a couple. Obviously, we lost Dwight Powell to an Achilles injury uh, a few weeks ago. He's out for the season. And that's another one, you know, you said uh, about players that don't light up the box score. But when you watch the game, that's so important. Yes. The Mavs run a lot of pick and rolls, and he's a very good pick and roll screener. And without him, they've really struggled. Obviously, we traded for um, Corley Stein from the Warriors, but yeah. he re- hasn't really fit in at all. Mm. Not not to, not quite the same level. As soon as he got in, Luca went out with an ankle. As soon as they both got back, Porzingis was out with a knee. They haven't really been able to fix the big rotation. So he's out. Jalen Brunson's out as well. Uh, that's wow. a shoulder injury. I think he's out for five games. So that's another guard out. So they'll probably have to play JJ Barrera uh, a bit more, but which yeah. I'm not personally a fan of. He's too old now. It's not going to mm. go well against a team that because <laughs> you guys are very fast on the break. Yeah. That's true, yeah. When you get out running, that's when you're better. You know, people like um, Duncan Robertson open threes all the time in the corner. That's, that's yeah. what scares me the most. Yeah. On yeah, that fast all... break offense. Yeah, and we've got uh, Kendrick Nunn, thankfully, now has come back to some real form because, again, he went through a bit of a slump of um, after his electric start. But since All-Star break, he's come back. I think he's averaging about 20 points a game since All-Star. So great to see that touchback because, boy, do we uh, do we need that at the moment. So a good bit of confidence coming back from uh, from Kendrick Nunn, which is good. Yeah, um, he was favourite for Rookie of the Year after like one month. I think he was yeah, averaging like 24.5 for a while and then he went down on a real big slump. Yeah, that's like right. Like I said, it's um, just that rookie wall, I think. You know? uh, exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, the, the, he's he's still a guy that's, I think he's broke the record for the amount of rookie of the month for Wolds. I think he's won it three or even might even be four times, which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but really pleased because I was a little bit concerned because you take away none scoring and he doesn't really offer that much else. So uh, good to see him coming back and, and getting what he's in the rotation for, which is getting us some important points. So, no, I'm, um, I'm massively looking forward to this game. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a close one, but I just want to see the reaction. I would, I would, I would accept the L as long as it's not the same thing. If we blow another big lead and we bottle it down the stretch again, um, that's not going to do any any wonders for this team. Not going to do any good at all. So I think it's going to be a close one. So um, in a word, um, who's winning? The Mavs will win. The Mavs will win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. No. Luca, Luca will drop 35 plus for that to happen there. Well, yes, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, we was actually quite fortunate because I think, well, I say fortunate, I never like to wish injury, but um, I think the, he, he got injured early on um, when we played you last, and that was when he had that um, that injury that was out. I think it was ankle injury yeah, that was, was ankle, out for a while. Yeah. And that start, that was against us in the early moments of that game. So Yeah, uh, that was the first quarter, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. But no, I mean, I, blimey, I, I absolutely adore watching Luca play. So that'll be a treat. But hopefully, has a bit of an off night. Yeah, it'll be a good game. I'm sure Jimmy will be the one that's uh, tasked with guarding him. Yeah. With the, the yeah. thing with the Mavs is, it's almost like you know Luca's going to get you 25 plus, eight and eight plus. It's almost what Porzingis does. That's the problem. If he's yes. having a good game, it's going to be hard for you guys to stop him. But if he's having a bad shooting game, then mm. it's going to be yeah. tough for the for the Mavs to win on the road because you guys are good at home. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, that's it. We've got it's a team that are exceptional at home against a team that are exceptional away. Um, you're on a decent run. I think you won a couple in a row now. We're on, not on a good run, but we expect to see a reaction. So this is why I'm billing this as the most intriguing game of the uh, of the season so far. So looking forward to it. But uh, no, sorry, I'm going for a heat win. We'll see. I didn't expect anything less. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Let's park that. Now, before um, uh, we come on to the final segment, um, I want to get your reaction because uh, we haven't spoke. I haven't spoke um, since my last episode about the uh, fallout from all star 
break and most importantly the dunk contest um, <laughs> controversial which, dunk contest. oh controversial absolutely now it kicked off on our little group chat um what did you make of it because i thought personally i know there's always going to be that bit of bias but i thought that Derek jones jr's repertoire um his collection of dunks against goldens was better um, there might be some people say that it was a little bit repetitive with the in-between the legs and so on. But I thought the execution, how smooth they were, um, were better than Gordon's. Um, what did you make of it? Did you think, was you in the camp of, you know, the Takarful, uh dunk should have won it because if you jump over a man that's seven foot five, you should win it. But Or are you in the camp where he didn't really clear him? He almost took his head off. And therefore, he was deducted correctly and therefore shouldn't have won it. Where do you sit on it? Well, I don't I think that, um, yeah, the rightful person won. OK, um, but yeah, I'm not sure that that's the I think the issue is they give too many tens too yes. early on in the contest. Yeah. So what you do, you get to the point at the end where you're like, actually, that's probably a 10. But I can't yeah. give all tens every time because I've given tens every time before. So they pick on the little faults. And like you said, I think that's when the issue of trying to do a dunk that's maybe too adventurous to clear taco and not be yeah. able to do it, that's going to hurt you. And the fact that Dwayne Wade's probably going to mark you down less because <laughs> he paid for the heat. So. Well, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's it. And you're absolutely right. I actually thought the officiating was really crap. You know, uh, they got it all wrong. As you said, they, they, they were marking the scores too high to start with um, and, and therefore had to sort of continue it. Um, so, I mean, people were saying, you know, it should be a draw, both teams, and that, that's never going to happen. It's always going to, we need a winner. You want um, someone to win, yeah. Exactly, and I, I get why there was a bit of outrage, because he's been robbed before, and people will say he was robbed again. I, I, I've sort of changed my mind on it backwards and forwards. I, I thought that Derek Jones, it, would, it was harsh on him to not win, because his, his dunks were brilliant. They were all brilliant, and... Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I get it that, you know, it's outrageous to try and jump over Taco Fall, but he didn't. He 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 he, he clipped him, not really, he didn't clip him. He dragged his nuts all the way down his head. <laughs> yeah, he did. So <laughs> I, not I, a good I, night for Taco. No, no, absolutely. So uh, we'll yeah, see. No, I, think the right, I think the rightful person won. I actually thought um, in the semi, actually, the problem was that Derek Jones was lucky to get through because I think Pat Connaughton from mm. the books, I think his dunks were maybe even better. Yeah, this is true. This is but true I think because they they restart the scores obviously for the final round. As soon as it got yep. to that point, I thought Gordon's dunks were slightly worse than um, yeah. than Jones's. But I, I listened to a lot of Bill Simmons' podcasts, and he made a good point that uh, they should score out of a hundred because it gives you much more variance now to 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 award a dunk. You know, if you've got an eighty dunk, that's like a yeah. really good score. But then you know, if you're in the final round, someone's pulling out tackle four and then they clear them you're like oh right that's 100 like yeah rather than doing tens because it's just got to the point now where it's just 10 10 10 10 10 like how are you ever gonna like the only reason you get an eight or nine is if you miss the first dunk and they're not even supposed to do that they're supposed to score on the successful one which they've that's changed it. that's right yeah but yeah, yeah i do no. think gordon's been a bit of a crybaby like retire <laughs> the, the retiring is definitely a publicity stunt he'll be back in five years when he wants yeah. a bit when he wants a bit more press and that's probably it. win it at that point <laughs> no that's good well it was it's fair to say 
it 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 did boot off a little bit in our in our group chat, um, especially from the Orlando Magic yeah, guys. So uh, the Magic guys were not happy. Not happy. Not happy. Anyway, right. Um, the last uh, segment we're going to just catch here is um, a bit of fun. Now, for people that know my account, I do uh, occasionally, uh, well, quite regularly, uh, post uh, little tips of the days. Um, just simple little W money. It's not big states. Just the W money thing that I, I do. And uh, throughout the season, you know, it's been okay. We've, uh, we, we're up, which is good. Um, we're on a little bit of a slump at the moment, a bit like the Miami Heat. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've not uh, hit a few. I think we've lost the last three. But I think in general, uh, I think my biggest winning stretch was about six on the trot or something. Overall in the season anyway, we are up. But um, And I noticed that you, again, going through your Twitter, um, you like a little punt yourself. Yes, I do, yeah. And um, actually, I noticed you had, a, you had a monstrous winner I saw on football the other day. Yeah, two days ago, yeah. 600 odd quid off the tenner, I think it was. Wow. Well, absolutely brilliant. Well, the drink's on you at the next uh, NBA meet. <laughs> so, um, what I'm doing uh, this time, we're going to concentrate on Saturday night's games. Um, and we are going to, I've asked you to research a little bit for me. And um, you are going to post, well, you are going to tell us now what your tip is. And we, as an account, are going to are going to back it. And hopefully our followers will too. So, the floor is yours. Saturday cool. night's games, what have you got for us? It can be whatever you want, a single, a double, an ACA. What have you got? What's going to win us some money? So I've gone for a double. Okay. So I've gone for the Celtics to beat the Rockets. A, because anyone, all my friends that know me, I hate the Rockets. <laughs> I'm not a fan of James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Uh, and I think Jason Tatum's run is incredible. And I think they're going to win. I actually really like the Celtics. I think they're the biggest worry out there east for you guys like yes. to, to knock you out in the second round i think oh definitely yeah they want to tear at the moment yeah, yeah. Jalen and uh, tatum they're just unbelievable again taking big leap, leaps absolutely yeah yeah so i'm going to go with them i'm going to compare them with the very own miami heat to beat the nets okay on a Stick second on side. back to back yeah i'm going for it yeah the nets are oh. in bad form Kyrie's out for the season yeah yeah okay. i can't see you guys losing that game to be All honest right. Fine. Uh, do you know what the odds are for that double? No, I'm not sure what the odds are for the double. When I checked, they're both positive odds. So. Okay. Well, they, yeah, they should be. So, um, yeah, I suppose at the moment there's too much in front of um, of that being a couple of nights away. So I will post that on the day. We'll find out what it is. And um, it's up to uh, to Liam Horsley to uh, to yeah. earn us some money. So uh, thanks for that, mate. That's great. Right. Hopefully drinks are on me again for the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, brilliant. No. Um, right. Liam, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Um, before before we leave, I notice you do. Uh, you have your own blog, uh, Sports Geek. Um, I think you call it. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How's that all going? And um, where can people interact with that? Yeah, it's good. So um, we started originally as um, it was called something else, which I can't really say because we actually sold the rights to so another company. Oh, fine. Right. Yeah, so then me and my fr- two of us restarted, um, called it Sports Geek, and it was more it's more based upon a little bit more American football, um, just okay. because of how many writers we have that focus on American football. But okay. we're actually relaunching in March, uh, and it's going to be back to the old style, which is evenly split between basketball, American football, and uh, we've got two writers that do um, ice hockey. Oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so it's just um, sportsgeek.wix.com, um, but won't be live for, for another three or four weeks. And yeah, it's just general write-ups on everything NFL, NBA and uh, NHL. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's great. Well, we'll be sure to check that out. And um, when it does, when it is ready, I'm, I'm sure you'll tweet about it. And we'll uh, we'll obviously, we'll, we'll retweet that because uh, that sounds brilliant. Well done. Cool. Um, Maybe we can do a Miami Heat blog on there. That'd be great. I'm always there for that. Absolutely no problem. Um, where can people find you personally, mate, on Twitter? 
Uh, yeah, so it's at Liam Horsley 18 on Twitter. Um, if you don't like uh, Leeds United, you're not going to like my tweets, but that's fine. <laughs> and then Instagram, I think, is at Liam Horsley 24. So. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks very much, mate. We'll wrap it up there. Um, look really, really forward looking uh, looking forward to uh, tomorrow night's game. Miami Heat looking to bounce back from their awful slump at the moment against the uh, the hot and very good away uh, record Dallas Mavericks. Um, we're split here. We're both back in our teams. We'll see who has the bragging rights come uh, come Saturday morning. So uh, yeah, thanks very much for joining me, Liam. Cheers, mate. Pleasure. Thanks. We'll see you all soon, guys.